Time to unwrap another hot box. Number 12, this one, with lots of really great music to brighten up your day or night, or indeed my day or night. Um, we have some of the new album from the guitarist, uh, the superstar Kevin Eubanks, and we have something from the Hammond player and all-round musical polymath Joey DeFrancisco. And we have a blast uh, of the early days when jazz gave birth to rock from the brilliant but eccentric Slim Gaylard. But we'll start rolling with another new release, this one from the UK violinist Christian Garrick. The album's title is Spirit of Stefan, and that probably says it all. This is a piece composed by Abdullah Ibrahim. It's called Mzanduza. <laughs> Thank you. 
delightful. Mzunduza, I think I mispronounced it earlier. Um, difficult MS, how do you pronounce that, unless you happen to be a South African, as the composer was Abdullah Ibrahim. Uh, the violinist Christian Garrick, uh, his album, as I said, is The Spirit of Stefan. I think uh, it's on the VIB label, but it's very hard to tell because the graphics make it almost impossible to understand. It may be on the fly label, and it may be number 13 on the fly label, but anyway, should you be interested in buying it, I am sure you can just look it up on the web. It's called Christian Garrick, The Spirit of Stefan, and you also heard Jez Cook on guitar, the bass was Andy Crowdy, and the drummer was Tom Hooper, an English band, as you probably gathered. Well, I should say British, shouldn't I? Joey DeFrancisco has a new album out on the Mac Avenue label, and he plays Hammond mainly on it, but he also shows off his considerable chops on trumpet. We'll hear the Hammond, though. He's released over 30 albums during his rise to the very top of the Hammond player's tree. The liner notes on this one are by none other than Quincy Jones, who testifies to what a great person Joey is, quoting from Nadia Boulanger, Your music can never be more or less than you are as a human being. We'll be talking a little later about unreliable memories, and I regret to say I have an unreliable memory about uh, Joe De Francesco's visit to the Bray Jazz Festival many moons ago, because um, the Hammond broke down at the beginning of his uh, set, which is kind of embarrassing, and the place had to swarm with technicians trying to get the thing going again. However, no problems like that on this album, I'm glad to say. You will be hearing uh, his band assembled for this, Jason Brown, marvellous drummer, Troy Roberts on saxophones, and Dan Wilson on guitar. The title track, as I said, it's called Project Freedom. <laughs>
indeed rocking project freedom uh, the title track of the new album from joey de francesco i really love that uh, joey wrote it and the playing throughout is really top class the mac avenue label is the vehicle for it well now a bit of a change of pace in the hotbox 11 we carried a small piece of memorabilia about musicians from ray charles's big band making their presence felt in the good old days 1964 to be precise when enlightened hotel managements used to put jazz groups into their bars and restaurants, and sometimes visiting musicians would sit in, enlivening the whole proceedings. Well, I didn't put a title on that little section of historical glimpses, but subsequent interest suggested that maybe I should, so here goes. We'll call it Unreliable Memories, and I'll start with an unreliable memory of my own, which maybe will stir a few unreliable memories from listeners. My address here is donald at jazzireland.ie, so please, if you have anything at all in your memory bank, just uh, email me and let me know. Well, now, if you look up the Fox Inn today, located in Ballymadon, just north of Ashburn, County Meath, you'll find absolutely no trace of the fact that at one point it was probably the number one venue in Ireland for the presentation of live jazz. Presenting in its time such international stars as Keith Jarrett, the singer John Hendricks, John Sermon and Lee Connitz. Well, a couple of years ago, I tracked down the owner of the said Fox Inn at that time, a professional musician by trade, Jim Riley, uh, to his address in Denver, Colorado. And although he declined to be interviewed live, he did come forth with some cuttings which make excellent reading. As mentioned, one of the presentations at the Fox was a short season featuring the great alto player Lee Connitz. And I discovered subsequently that Jim Riley had not only shared a stage with Charlie Parker, he also studied with Connitz himself. And when you hear Jim playing, you'll certainly hear the influence of Lee. Well, here's a short piece that Jim recorded with some of his friends, his musical professional friends in Denver. And uh, it's a good old standard, strutting with some barbecue. Thank you. 
nice tight playing there from Jim Riley with some of his uh, musical associates in Denver, Colorado. That was recorded, um, when was it? Just have a look here. 2000, so not that long ago on the Jim Jazz record label, but I don't think you'll be able to find it around the place. Uh, let me just read a little bit of the, uh, of the memory that... Um, Jim shared with me. Living in New York City, I'd wanted to open a jazz venue and looked seriously at several spots. The family-operated jazz club, the half note, was in full swing and I figured I could do it too. But it was in the warehouse district. Parking was good and it had great Italian food. I almost bought a bar on Long Island, but the conditions were just too weird. And NYC is a tough nut to crack unless you have a bundle to spare, and I didn't. But I'd met some musicians in Dublin when I travelled to Ireland to meet my new wife's parents, so I thought, OK, what the hell, maybe create a stir. I borrowed some family money, my wife and I quit our teaching jobs, and in the summer of 65 we moved lock, stock and barrel to Dublin. Looking back on it, it didn't seem so risky, but we were taking a chance. We were both good teachers, we could have stayed where we were and had a comfortable future, but I loved jazz. We were looking for a pub and used agents to keep our eyes open. There seemed to be nothing worthwhile in the city, but the Fox Inn was for sale. It had virtually no business, was poorly kept and was cheap. It was ten miles from Dublin, of course, but could work. And we were young, relatively. We bought the pub October of 1965, and we stayed until October of 1971, just six years. The place was pretty run down and out in the country. It had no water. The men's room was the next field and the ladies' room was a chemical toilet in a closet under the stairs. The phone had a crank on it, and when you gave it a wind, you got the postmistress in Ashburn. You gave her the number you wanted, and she connected you. Water was from a town pump at the side of the road about a 100 yards west. The business? It was lucky to do five pounds on a Saturday night. The local lads loved to come in and have a forever glass of Guinness and play rings all night, some jazz club. But it had that barn at the back, and that was the lure. The following spring and summer, we worked hard and long. We had help, of course, and we were lucky in that regard. We sank a well, put in a septic tank. We put windows in the barn, repaired the roof, built the fabulous fireplace, put in seating and formed up a bar. The 10-foot distance between the barn and the main pub became a modern ladies' room. It was a lot of work, but we opened the Jazz Lounge in January of 1967, and it took off. Well, next uh, in the next one, I think uh, we'll go a little bit further into that and have some John Hendricks. But for now, let's go to Lee Connett, because by curious coincidence, Lee Connett has a brand new album out, and he shares the billing with Kenny Barron, Peter Washington, and Kenny Washington. Lee is now uh, a very old gentleman, and uh, to be honest, the album, to me anyway, uh, suffers from his age a little bit. Some of the intonations are a wee bit shaky, but this one I really like. It's in his own composition. It's called Carey's Trance.
of the alto saxophone Lee Connets there, aged just 89. As Kenny Washington says in the liner notes, he's still a badass. Kenny Washington is uh, the producer and also the drummer on the album. Uh, Peter Washington, no relation, is on the bass and the ever-illuminating piano of Kenny Barron. The album's called Frescalto and it's on the Impulse label. I once sat next to uh, Lee Connitz in Ronnie Scott's Jazz Club, along with Jim Riley, the aforementioned owner of the Fox Inn, listening to Thad Jones, Mel Lewis and the Jazz Orchestra. And at the break, every single member of that band came forward to shake Lee Connitz's hand. That's how important he was. Well, still is. Another great musician who featured at the Fox uh, was the pianist Mal Waldron, by then a European resident and searching for a... A uh, piece to put on in the hot box. I came across this one. Ah, so I'm told can be both hot and. Is one to know just which way to go? The Thank you. 
als
that's how I found you. What a voice, what a song. Written and played there by Mal Waldron, the pianist, at the time just a sprightly 72-year-old. That was in 1997, with, I think, Steve Lacey on the saxophone. The singer was Gene Lee. Waldron had been in Charles Mingus's band, uh, Max Roach's band. He'd written for Eric Dolphy, for Billy Holiday, whose accompanist he was for three years, and he wrote Soul Eyes, of course, for John Coltrane, the stunning version of which we've just heard. Andrew Cyril was the drummer, and Reggie Workman, uh, the bass player. Real singing lesson from Jean Lee, too. She was based in Europe at the time. Amazing. And we'll dig up some more uh, unreliable memories from the Fox Inn, no doubt, in subsequent hot boxes, of course. And I repeat, if you have any unreliable memories, old or newish, uh, please share them with us. Donald at jazzireland.ie is the place to share. Here's Kevin Eubanks.
Timeline was the title of that one from Kevin Eubanks's new album, which is on the Mac Avenue label, another one on the Mac Avenue label, a Detroit-based, quite a new label, and independent and very good stuff. Uh, the band on that one uh, consists of Oren Evans uh, on the piano and uh, somewhere on the roads as well. Dave Holland is the bass player, Nicholas Payton is the trumpet player, and Jeff Tane Watts top-class band. Now, interestingly, the, the, the album is uh, divided into two halves, really. That's why the title is East-West Timeline, I guess, East and West. Uh, the other band is Eubanks himself again, of course, on the guitar, Rene Camacho on the bass, Mino Tsinelu on the percussion, Billy Pierce on the tenor sax, and Marvin Smitty-Smith on the drums. We'll take a track from them right now, Captain Senor Mouse.
Captain Senor Mas there from the, uh, the second band of Kevin Eubanks. Of course, Chick Corea wrote that a very famous piece indeed. Well, it's time we had a track from Christine Tobin's latest album, which for some ex- reason which escapes me, it hasn't been in the hot box yet. A graver mission really since the Dubliner, the Dublin singer now based in London, just keeps on getting better and better. Most intriguing song and most intriguing music there from Christine Tobin's last year's her superb album, which is the album is called Pelt, and that song was called Wind and Tree, written by Christine herself. You also heard Liam Noble on the piano and Gareth Lockhart on the flute, and a little bit of something else there which I couldn't quite work out. The album, as I said, is called Pelt, and it's kind of magic all the way through, really. 
Well, staying in the UK, uh, the sax giant, uh, multi-read player Alan Barnes is nothing if not prolific. He seems to produce at least two or three albums a year. And for this new one, he's teamed up with the Israeli Brit Gilad Atzmon, who's played in Ireland a few times. This is Blip Blop.
Yeah, Gilad Atzmon wrote that. It was called Blip Blop. Nice that. Um, and uh, it's from the new album, which is the lowest common denominator, which is him teaming up with Alan Barnes. Alan, Alan uh, was playing baritone on that one, but he also plays alto and also plays clarinet on the rest of the album. Asmon plays, um, he was playing alto there, but he plays soprano and he also plays bass clarinet. So there's lots of reed activity. The rest of the band is Frank Harrison on the piano, Chris Higginbottom on the drums and Yaron Starvey as the double bass player. It's on the Woodville record label, which I think Alan Barnes owned, uh, owns. And um, the title, as I said, is The Lowest Common Denominator. Well, I promised you some Slim Gaylord, an extraordinary and a unique musician who invented his own language, McVooty. And he was right there when jazz gave birth to its baby son, rock and roll. Maybe uh, most famous uh, in his duo, the duo with Slam Stewart, the bass player, Slim and Slam. But he also issued lots and lots of singles under his own name. His compositions have also become standards like this one. With the fly, fly, the flat foot flew you with the fly, fly, the flat foot flew you with the fly, 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 If you're feeling low down, don't know what to do, and you wanna show down, here's the dance to do. Oh, the flat foot flew you with the fly, fly, flat foot flew you with the fly, fly. Well, 
That album is called Slim Gaylard Searching for You, the Lost Singles of McVootie, 1958-1974. It's on the Sunset Boulevard label. Flatfoot Fluji, it was written with his uh, accomplice that I mentioned earlier, Slam Stewart, but nobody seems to know what the band consisted of in 1964 when he recorded that. Uh, like many of these releases from hitherto unknown vaults, the album comes complete with a heavyweight booklet telling you all about it. It's great fun, I must say. And that also brings this hot box to a conclusion. Let me just welcome all the new musical interest that has joined us here in what is rapidly becoming Jazz Central. Sean and Werner and rumours of another show coming soon if a deal can be worked out. Well, from me, though, Donald Helm in the hot box 12, if you have been. Thanks for listening. <laughs>